in five, four, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober Swole Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. And I go by DJ Swirl. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we'll give a couple shots for you to get this show started. Our first shout of the evening will be to Royalty Nutrition. That's royaltynutrition.com. And to help me out with that, as always, here he is. It's Warhorse. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go with Royalty Nutrition. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Royal Nutrition is a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically use the cheapest ingredients possible while making their supplements for you. Check them out and use the discount code 37HAKE to save 15% on that entire order. My next shout-out of the evening will be to Gorilla Gains. That's gorilla-gains with a Z.com. They are a fitness apparel company that doesn't just make clothes that fit comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train, check them out. The discount code is Jake15 for 15% on that order as well. My last shout out of the evening is me. Check out patreon.com backslash Hake Joward. <laughs> and that's where I do my uh, my solo show. Uh, I also do uh, little blog entry type things. I also post uh, workouts from the years I have written workout training programs for people. Check that out and support your boy as I have a thousand children and need some help. So many, so many kids. Anyway, DJ Swirl, tell them about the buy to buy empire. Yes, so uh, buy to buy, that is my other business where we handle fast, friendly, on-demand delivery, moving, staging, TV mounting, and assembly. We help everyone from housewives shopping at Home Goods to bros DIYing it at Lowe's. But most frequently, property managers and real estate agents moving their clients from their current space to their new place. Our staging helps new homeowners get settled, a stress-free stress rearrange during upgrades and facelifts, and maximum ROI to Verbo and Airbnb properties. If you lack time and you've got a bad spine, we're here to support you, giving you peace of mind from the time you buy to the time we say goodbye. What you're seeing here is what? What happened? That was smooth as hell. Oh, shit. Float. Hey, yo. God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boss. This, what you see right here, is buy to buy Studios. This is the uh, creative side of my business where we help you if you have a uh, podcast, if you're a musician, a comedian, if you're an artist, if you are somebody who is a creative person that does not either like social media or would rather not, hit us up and we will help elevate your brand. Uh, high quality, low stress, always remote control. That is buy to buy Studios. Jake, who are we talking to? Here? We're talking to... The one, the only, Fletch Her Cox on Twitter and Instagram. Give it up for Meredith. Welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> I want to come out of the gate too hard. Well, as, as we just went through this whole like extreme thing, and you had War Horse yelling and screaming, oh. and you're just like, uh, <laughs> I was cracking me up. Balance. Welcome to the show. <laughs> 
Wait, was that Gorilla Games like Gorilla or Gorilla? Gorilla. Okay. Just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, you know, Gorilla Dash Games.com. I mean, well, you didn't even tell that part. Yes, I did. Yo, did you? yes, I, I did. And then... <laughs> Go back. <laughs> My bad. Oh. Blonde. Buy the, buy the merch. All right. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Taylor. Anyway, um, so for those who don't know you, um, give give everybody a little quick rundown about who you are and what. Okay. Uh, my name is Meredith. I am a lawyer in California, the Bay Area, California. Um, I'm a libertarian member of the Mises Caucus, uh, and I love football, and I'm sober, and I work out. That's, it. <laughs> that's all we need <laughs> so <laughs> just nailed it uh, what type of law do you uh generally mess around with divorce <laughs> oh, the fun aren't, stuff. You live, aren't you living in the, the right spot for that so you're doing okay <laughs> it's recession proof that's what i'll say no doubt yeah. we're always yeah. needed that's a gig. It's a what, gig and a half. What draws you? What drew you to that specific part of law? Well, I Besides I went to law job. school right. Yeah, well, that uh, I went to law school right out of college, and I was like really miserable the first year. I'd always wanted to be a lawyer, but I just was not really ready to hit that level of focus and concentration in school. I was always like one of those people who just you know showed up for the test on the last day for the first time and still got A's. Um, so the, the first uh, year of classes is like really dry, boring stuff. I was just miserable. And I decided to take uh, some classes over the summer and I took a community property class, which California is a community property state. It's essentially teaching you the financial uh, property aspects of divorce law, family law. And I was like, oh, this is actually stuff i can i can picture this stuff being used in real life which was kind of hard to do with things like contracts and torts and all that boring stuff and it just it was like the first time i could really see the law impacting people's daily lives and i found that really interesting and then yes when i got into it the drama was so entertaining now i'm over it <laughs> but over at it. In the beginning it was yeah. awesome yeah it's like living in a trash uh, Bravo reality se TV series for real, and which I love. <laughs> I watch all those Until... shows. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool when it's from afar, when the when it's on a screen. But when you got to yeah. go clock into that, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, I have a very low key personal life, so it was sort of like vicariously living through these people. But after a while, you realize that these people don't have their ex to take out their crazy on anymore so i become the target of their craziness and that is real real old yeah that doesn't sound pleasant that, do that doesn't that doesn't sound unpleasant. like someone who who chooses sobriety could tolerate as employment yeah i'm telling you like Maybe that's it. The first. 
<laughs> oh my god you m- i might have to relapse eight, we're eight minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did, did the exact opposite of what this show's about oh <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> The first like half of my time doing this, I was uh, still out drinking every night, and yeah. I was like entertained. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, no, I'm just again just, <laughs> just 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 piecing things together, and it just sounds that like, is funny. Again, being on the outside looking in, it seems like I'm not I'm not a person who tolerates drama like that. So yeah, I used to DJ for 20 years. So believe me, I dealt with my share of intolerable people and i'm caught at work so it's like drinking was part of my job description because i had to be i felt i had to be on the same level mindset wise as my audience because i was going to perform better for them because i didn't want to be the sober downer guy as the mc as the controller of the action so yeah i always uh i drank but i mean right before i quit drinking right before I stopped playing and it was never because I could not do it, but it was like I was numbing myself to all the drama that I was actually dealing with. And so when I started had to dealing with it sober or just under the influence of cannabis, it was like not worth it. <laughs> so I stopped. Yeah, I can't imagine doing something like DJing and being sober. That must be tough. But I got lucky. Or I, I was smart and I got out right before the pandemic. So I missed I missed the bad bunny craze. And I missed all of the people having two years to be bedroom DJs to now have to compete with them or worry about them in the audience, like hawking me or holding their phone up and, you know, talking shit on social media. Like I missed all of that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm not going to lie. I still don't fully know who Bad Bunny is. Yeah. I, I couldn't he is a... name of any of his songs. He's a very popular reggaeton artist. I know he's Hispanic. He's the face of That's about music it. right yeah. now. He's Puerto Rican, I believe. Yeah. All right, cool. But I do need to go back and watch. Apparently, he had a banger of a wrestling match in Puerto Rico on yeah. this last pay per view. Yeah, so he's. Uh, Wait, he does that too? On from time to time. Yeah. Like, so he's he's the type of celebrity that I respect. So he actually took the time to learn how to do stuff rather than just come in and throw a fake punch and then win or whatever. Like, he knows how to do the moves and why and how how to move like so he's pretty good so he gets he gets my respect for that i don't think i could have ever heard a bad bunny song in my life but uh <clears throat> you see flex chef's comment but bad he's, bunny is like in he says horrible hair he's doing movies like he's doing the wrestling so i saw him he was in bullet train um he was also in the narcos mexico series on netflix mm-hmm. um yeah, he's a he's a horrible hair. Oh, oh my God! Another blonde yeah. moment. H a r e. Yeah, he's a, he's a massive yeah. celebrity, and I don't even try to follow him. But I know that people like it's he's a it's a running joke in the DJ community because every it's like he's like the new Bruno Mars because everybody used to ask for Bruno Mars. Everybody, you know, he's that person that everybody asked for. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm too old for this modern music, so I assume he's just good. <laughs> You're talking to a retired DJ who just turned forty. I have no yeah. business knowing who Bad Bunny is right now. <laughs> I don't want to know. I like to pretend yeah, I'm still young, so I feel bad not knowing who he is. But <laughs> well, I'm not young, and I need to like, I need to accept 
that. Well, so I have a, a 14 year old and a, and a preteen, oh, uh, yeah, my stepdaughters. You're up so, in game like, because. So I'm just like, so, you know, just riding in the car doing this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 14, that sounds like close to my age. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, 35. Pretty, yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Look at us. All, all within five years of each other. Look at, look at us go. <laughs> look, at us, look at us broken people surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting through it. <laughs> Just making so, ends meet. Uh, so speaking of... Um, <clears throat> Mises Caucus and libertarianism. Yes. And being a lawyer in the Bay Area. How? Uh, it seems that just being out there is counterproductive to your um, belief system. Yeah, um, I moved here from Philadelphia when I was 14 years old. Um, I moved right before high school started. And then I did college and law school in California. And I mean, I, I, maybe that's the reason I don't have this like desire to go explore new places because when I lived in Philadelphia, I was also a competitive equestrian horseback rider. And I mean, I was traveling all over the East coast all the time. I've been to pretty much every state on the East coast, the South. And, you know, there's just a few places in the Midwest I haven't been. Um, so I don't really have the desire to like go see another place or things like that. And I think, you know, I got a lot of friends here, my family, my immediate family's here. It just kind of seems unnecessary to leave. Also getting licensed in another state for, uh, to practice law is annoying because California doesn't have reciprocity with any other state. Um, and I know it's like dumb to say, but the weather here is really nice. Uh, <laughs> and i don't know it's just kind of like this is my home now and i i don't want these motherfuckers to win like i don't want them to okay. like be the reason i left i get you so i guess i guess really more of the question is how do you find the balance in it you hang out with a lot of libertarians you find them and you, you hang out with them. And then you just I mean, it's like the only thing that can keep you kind of sane. Don't, just don't pay taxes together somewhere underground. And... Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, my, my employer pays mine for me, so I have no choice hey. in the matter. Um, but yeah, oh, so, I mean, like, okay. it's as bad as people say. It really is, but there's, you know, there's other things that go into where you live other than just like the politics. Well, I mean, I mean obviously, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, so like when it's as bad as what people say, like, are you like, so like, are, is it just like, what would, the, what would make you leave? Okay. Where's the line in the sand? Have you drawn that line? And I say this, I, I told Jake about this earlier. Um, I just got accepted into a, a business networking group out in Arizona. And um, <laughs> I, 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 I joined one chapter and I visited two others because the chapter I was joining had the week off. 
and the group that I visited, there was this young lady who did uh, self-defense. And she was very serious. She was very petite. But she had a big, you know, big presence. And her closing line, like her slogan for her business is, taxation is theft. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me jump. Because you're in this networking group that is, you know. But it's, the idea of it is everybody eats, right? And so they talk about. So the idea of being in the group is you refer business to everyone in the group. If you become a part of a grow a go to team, so when people need a plumber, they need a lawyer, they need a real estate agent, they need insurance, all that, we can refer those people, and then we just cycle business around each other because we all do something that people need with regularity. So it's you know it's everybody eats. I love that mentality. So I'm part of that, but it's under capitalism. So it's like there's competition, there is there's exploitation, there are all of these things that are natural with it that I disagree with just being someone who does not cater to consumerism, but it's like I cater to the people who buy things. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's part of my business. So I understand the hypocrisy in that. But like you said, the weather's nice. And so the weather's nice. The pay is good. I set my own day, my own time. I get to hang out with my family and I get to set my own goals and I get to pursue the things that I'm passionate about on the back end of the money of the people I disagree with for the most part. So it's like, am I really losing? Or am I getting a, you know, my, my, my lifestyle choice? Do I, do I reaffirm myself by being able to put together somebody's bed under a Trump flag? Because I for sure did that. And oh. the family was Mexican American. So it's like, you get to learn being in these people's homes that you <laughs> see every day that you associate with on random things because of the proximity from living in the same city, state, whatever. But you get to really see how people live. Like, I saw, I saw a, a photo. Like, I'm putting together a table set, chairs and tables. <clears throat> and this woman has a printed out photo of Trump on the tarmac when he visited during a rally from like 300 yards away it's so far away <laughs> and she framed it and put it up on her bookcase and i, I was watching so it, crazy and i had to see that thing in my peripheral vision for an hour and a half so like we all live in the same ecosystem and we've all got to eat somehow and i my, my my politics my belief system does not keep me from making money on the back end of people i disagree with so yeah, I mean, I represent tons of people all the time who just talk to me as if it's a given that I'm, you know, uh, a, a lib, um, you know, they'll just be like, I mean, I've read things in people's court papers about like, all my son wants, other than to not have to see his dad is for Trump to get impeached, like my six year old, like I've read that in people's court papers. Um, <laughs> so and it was it was actually I remember the wow. direct reasoning was my six-year-old like wants trump to get impeached so all the kids at the border can be back with their family and you know in a, in a divorce court proceeding yeah yeah it's like <laughs> man. I, it would take me probably a full day to explain to you what led up to all of that um oh my god <laughs> so like as far as drawing the line in the sand i haven't fully yet but I've definitely had to think about it over the last few years, especially when the pandemic started and we had like insane wildfires that year. Um, haven't had them the last year. Um, and you know, San Francisco, I live 25 minutes away from San Francisco. I haven't been there in 
two years uh, because it's just so horrific. Uh, I live closer to Oakland. I've been there more recently, but Oakland's always kind of up and down. Um, yeah, I mean, the taxes stink. The cost of everything stinks. The pay is somewhat higher because of the cost of living, but I don't know if it's high enough. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out because I definitely have tons of friends in places like Texas, Arizona, uh, Tennessee, and Florida, and I'd be fine moving to any of those places except that it gets really hot and I don't love that. And my dog would not like that. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Just go move next to uh, Forest Mommy and help her get elected. I I mean, Colorado is definitely like not a bad option, except it is there are some of the same things that are shitty about California going on in Colorado, but not it's it's more interesting. It's more diverse. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Forest Mommy running for I love uh, her. What's, what's our city? It's a uh, our our our. our, our She's running for city council remember. of our forever. Yes. <laughs> and happy birthday. She just. Yeah. That, was birthday. that yesterday? Yeah. She used to pop in on the live chat every so often. She helped us. Uh, she helped, she, she helped me with the situation with the, one of the kids <laughs> during rocked. our discussion about uh, finding a device that a child shouldn't have. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my! A vibra- oh, indeed, a, a vibrating device. Yeah, indeed. That's what I presume. Indubitably. God, I'm so glad I never had to find anything like that on my parents. <laughs> Dude, well, uh, yeah, that was a fun one. That was a good time. Nice. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. you know how like you know how you can prepare your whole life and like you just assume that things are gonna happen or not going to happen. <laughs> and then something yeah. just... Did you ever assume that was going to happen? Fuck no. I no. Assume it's, I, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I assume it's going to happen. I just don't think I'll ever be prepared for it. Well, it's, and I also didn't think I was going to... I was prepared for the age in which we... The discovery occurred. Sure. sure. Yeah. But... Uh, Would it be better to be younger or older? Probably younger, right? Because you don't really know I... what it is? No, I think I think it'd be better if you found it when they're older because you'd be like, oh yeah. I mean, I was like fourteen, taking forty-five minute long showers. Of course, and my mom yeah. would come bang on the door and be like, "Get the fuck out of the shower!" <laughs> <laughs> but she never shamed me. Like I remember us having a conversation about it when I was older, and we were reflecting on that. And she, without saying it, acknowledged that she understood. But it was like you know, so I don't know. Don't clog the drain. I have two brothers, and I I never <laughs> noticed anything like that. I I had two brothers that I lived right in between. Like our rooms were like, and I never and never noticed anything like that. And I don't know how. I also had a younger brother who slept across the wall from me, and our closets were connected, and the wood in between the closets was old. And so I remember having a girl over and hearing. Like wood chipping. <laughs> <laughs> so I was rather self-conscious to uh, explore myself when I was in that house, uh, a house full of five people. So yeah. Nice. Oh, I, I used I used to wake I used to set an alarm so I could wake up at like two in the morning. 
Wait, you had a regimen? You had a jerk off? You had a jerk off regimen. You interrupted your sleep for that? Worth it. Oh, Look at me now. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> Look at me now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> there we go. We got it. There he is. <laughs> so I'm married. I got six kids. Been oh, sober oh, for over on, seven years. Pause, 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 pause. You're saying that now. That's your current yeah. regimen. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. My current regimen? <laughs> Uh, that's a little bit more tricky. <laughs> oh, no. That's Wait a, a minute. You better not be interrupting your sleep now to do that. Oh, oh no, 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 no. My sleep is precious okay. because. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that was no, gonna... because it's either it's either a kid comes and wakes me up or a dog wakes me up or a combination of both. And then like, then like I'm pissed and my wife's all pissed and then like. How are we gonna sleep? Oh, the alarm's gonna go off in 15 minutes anyway. Oh, fuck it, might as well get up. You know, it's just there's just so much. <laughs> I'm getting stressed out hearing you talk about this. Yes, yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> that's my that's my day. It's a every day. God, sleep is so so important. Yeah, I used to be shredded pretty all the time. What I, I get it. <laughs> sleep is pretty much how I design my day. It's not like client meetings or anything like that. It's like when am I gonna sleep? I respect that. I respect that a lot. When I was uh, living the single life, when I was training folks, not in Arizona, I was out in Texas. Like I had a very, like I'm at home and I'm in bed by, and I'm up at. And then if I had, a, if then I'd schedule a break in between my clients, and I'd go out. If it was because <clears throat> the gym wasn't air conditioned, so if it was too hot, I'd go sleep in my car with the AC on. Or I'd go back to the little trainer's nook and pass out in one of the chairs. It's sleep is very important. I completely Who doesn't agree. have an AC in their gym? That's insane. Well, so that was the coolest thing about that spot. I, they probably fixed it now with the new owners that have everything all fancy and pretty. But like it was, it was the reason why it was built like that was it was meant for a place for you to come and do what you needed to do and get out. It was a real hardcore gym. You know, it wasn't really made to be, it was huge. It was built out of an old Albertsons grocery store. Nice. So, I mean, like the open airspace was there, but um, it was, it was hot and it got, there were some days when it was like unbearable. So it was like, how bad do you want, how bad do you want your goal? How bad do you want it? So the people that were there getting it were the people that wanted it real bad. And that was a real cool time. And that's where I met all, all of my, uh, my my bodybuilder friends and clients that are worth a damn out there still like the real hardcore of the hardcore is awesome so yeah i like those like real hardcore gyms like that but i need air conditioning oh, hey yes i'm not saying it's for everyone no. so definitely not for me <laughs> i'm like a i like the house to be like 60 degrees whoa Listen okay, here. Not I'm not, not made of money, but yes. I was, was going to say, not everybody's making divorce attorney money over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but yes, also. I, I think I have it at 62 the last couple times I put it on. That's, so it's also, my dad would be yeah. freaking the fuck out. If I yeah, but, but also it's just Ryan and I know in Arizona power bills, 
Like, dumb. Uh-uh. And I have a pool. <laughs> dumb. Oh wow! Is it is it more expensive out there? Well, just well because your AC's running usually All constantly day. during the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, we, so in our old house. That, that sucker was pretty much on all day and then the house would stay steady at 80 degrees. Yeah. Oh, she gasped. <laughs> <laughs> With the yeah. AC on? Yeah. AC on. I've never blind, gone to Arizona. AC on, blinds, you know, shades on the windows. Yeah, I, oof. I have a couple good mm-hmm. friends there who have been like trying to like, and I'm like, oh, it's not that far. It's the closest to California. You know, are, blah, blah, blah. are you talking about, you talking about my friend, Lauren? You know, my friend, Lauren? Lauren with the red hair? Yeah. Yeah, I love her, but that's not who I was talking about, but she's cool. <laughs> that's my friend, Lauren. No. Yeah, well, she's my friend too, technically, sort of. <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your, your train of thought. Yeah, no, just I can't with the heat. Oh, that's. I love it. I think it it has to do with uh, like conditioning or a, a trauma response or something. But uh, when I turned eighteen, um, I I did boot camp in San Diego, and then um, the infantry schools in Camp Pendleton. And then they put me in 29 Palms in the middle of the Mojave Desert. From the from 29 Palms, I went to Ramadi, Iraq, back to 29 Palms, then to hit Iraq, back to 29 Palms. So I was like, desert, 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 desert. I'm going to move to the desert. So I did. And uh, <laughs> So you fully did, like, did you do, like, Iraq in the summer? Oh, yeah. So oh. My first deployment, my first deployment, I actually turned 19 uh, on my first deployment. It was in uh, Ramadi, Iraq, and it was hot. Like, and you got all the hot. gear on. Uh huh. Yeah, and I was I was a saw gunner too, so I wasn't carrying like everybody else's standard load. I had more. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking hot, 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 hot. You make me I feel came like you're I came back. See, I. So I was probably about 190, 185, 190. And I came back about 145. Oh my God. And just a, just a skeleton. And I hadn't been 145 since my sophomore year wrestling season. How tall are you? I am five foot nine on my best day. Oof. Okay, I'm five nine too. I don't think I've been 145 since I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, middle school for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I'll, I'll have to find the picture. It's, there's me sitting on on a table taking a a fatty dip, and I'm and I'm oh, just skinning I'm skinning bones. It was awesome. It's good times. No, it's not. It's not awesome. <laughs> you know, there's there's things that like suck that you look back on fondly, and I have a lot of that involving the Marine Corps and. I mean, I, I sit back here and I like promote it. You know what I mean? Like there's a, a lot of the suck that I was just like, <laughs> I wouldn't take that back, you know? But I don't anyway. know how I didn't know you were a Marine. I don't know. Huh? I, didn't know I didn't know that. I don't think I knew that. I know. That's wild. 
Well, it's because I mean, like, I'll talk about it, but it usually has to get brought up. Like, I, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I've never wanted to be one of those guys that introduces himself as a Marine veteran kind of thing. Yeah, and I, it's I, that's, those people are obnoxious. Like, Speaking as a veteran, like, shut the fuck up. No one cares. No one cares. Like, <laughs> Speaking as a veteran, nobody needs a fully automatic AR fifteen. No one's selling those dipshit. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love those tweets. Those are my favorite. Yeah. And I just sit there and shake my head. There was a guy on the highway I was following today who had a veteran plate. Mm -hmm. Surrounding of the plate was veteran. Had a veteran, uh, like, you know, the um, American flag insignia. And then on his, like, back, the back window of his truck, more Marine shit. I was just like. Hell yeah. Too much, oh too too much, dude. Oh my God, what are you trying to, well, so trying to say? I don't even have a veteran plate. I just don't want it. I'm not trying to draw any more attention to myself than I already do. Is the is there a reward for being the most veteran? No. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, can you hear my dog like crying in the background? No. Okay. He needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I thought for sure she was about to say, uh, "Do you mind if I stand? Do you mind if I go take care of? Yeah, go for it. No, <laughs> no, no, nope. <laughs> exactly. No, so, I've taught I've so, taught him to understand. So um, he's coming over here. Yeah, of course he is. He's a pretty dog, isn't he? Yeah, I love him so much. Oh, he well, so, about <laughs> What talk about your uh, your lifting experience? How do you? Yeah, so when I partake? Oh, sorry. How do you partake in your weightlifting? So when I was like 16 or so, that's when I first started lifting, because um, I was a competitive equestrian again, and a lot of people think who don't know much, think that, oh my god, it's the horse does all the work. And it's not true. First of all, you got to control the horse it takes a lot of leg and core strength, a lot of shoulder about upper back strength. Um, so uh, around that time i was riding a lot of difficult horses let's say um i don't want to be like you know problems of a little rich girl but i was not as rich as some of the other rich girls so i couldn't afford like the five hundred thousand dollar horses i had to buy the horses who needed some work so my trainer uh suggested that i go work out with his guy who um my trainer was a man so the guy was like, oh, this is the type of stuff that I do. And I got into lifting a little bit, found out I was really strong um, and kept it up for a little bit. It's the only kind of working out I like to do. You will never catch me doing cardio uh, unless I'm literally like walking my dog. Like that's my cardio. Uh, and then when I was in law no, wait. Right before law school, I started powerlifting. Um, and I just like fell in love with it. And I still incorporate it into my working out now, but I don't actually, I'm not actually working towards, you know, getting new PRs or competing or anything like that. But I still like to incorporate, you know, every workout that I have usually designed around one of the big three lifts. And then we go from there. There you go. So you like doing more of the uh, power lifter side of things, strong girl yeah. things. Yeah, I, I I mean deadlifting is my favorite of everything. 
Right there. Watch is fine. It's good. It's strong, but it could be stronger. My mm-hmm. bench is horrific, embarrassingly so. Um, I'm actually pretty good at like overhead presses and things like that, but who cares? It's not a competitive lift for me. Right. Um, but yeah, I still, I, I won't, I basically, I won't go work out if I can't do the things I like is basically what it is. So every trainer I've ever had knows that and designs workouts for me that incorporate that. Even if my goal isn't to be a competitive power lifter right now or like look like a strong man, which I did kind of develop that type of body at one point when I was really into it. It was like very round. <laughs> Not round, like my waist felt, I felt like my waist got bigger and I don't know. I never wore belts or anything. I don't do that kind of shit, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I felt like bracing a lot was getting me kind of jacked up in the, in the core area in a way I didn't like. Grew some, grew some mean old bleaks, huh? Dude, and I started taking creatine at one point. Holy God. It was amazing, except for, like, the side effect. <laughs> like, I, I bloated, like, crazy. I held uh-huh. on, like, 10 pounds of water on a given day. But Hell I was yeah. recovering so much faster. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. No. My mom is, like, calling me and leaving. To... This bitch. Happy Mother's Day. I'm on a podcast. Happy woman. Mother's Day. <laughs> oh. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Sorry. Is that this Sunday? Yep. Yes. <laughs> if you celebrate that kind of thing. Yeah. Captain Prep. Well, I generally try and sit. Yeah. I'm the king of prep. That's why, that's why this show is so structured. <laughs> balanced so uh, my brother just had a kid so i gotta get his wife something now hmm. what's your you relationship with her it's good she's i love her she's great good um i just gotta get fucking i'm like i'm not made of money people like presents and presents and fucking just every fucking month there's a new holiday that i gotta buy something for somebody for her. i mean just at what point do you just start sending at what part, at what point do you just start sending cards? You know what I mean? Oh, that's what I get my mom because she doesn't, she won't tell you what she wants as a present. She's just like, I just want to spend time with you. So I get her cards and write something nice in there. Yeah. yeah. I am probably the worst gift giver ever. So it's here, some money. That's the best gift. I would love that. See? That's, I, I ask for money for every year and people are like, no, I, I you said that, but I know you really wanted a present. And I'm like, you, dang. no. You, you really need this Keurig. <laughs> I just think, I think that as adults buying gifts for your parents, gift cards is like revenge for every sock gift, for every sweater, for every underwear gift that you weren't you never asked for but was always part of the gift giving because you needed it <laughs> now i will live for some socks i <laughs> love a good sock i this is probably tmi and i probably shouldn't be saying this in public but i'm here so i'm gonna say it i have like genetically 
smelly feet. I've had them since <laughs> I was a little kid. Like my uncle always tells this story about how I was like four years old and I was going to get um, those shoes, those little sneakers that you put gems on and stuff when you were a little girl and taking off my shoes in the shoe store and the woman being like, <gasps> oh, so and that has lasted me throughout my life. People are always like, have you ever tried this? No, it doesn't work. The one thing that has worked is these bamboo socks that I get off Amazon and they're fucking amazing. It's like solves my problem. And my parents were the ones who got them for me at first. So I'm like, yeah, get me some fucking socks. I will love that. <laughs> bamboo socks. Bamboo socks. Do they just breathe better or something? <laughs> no clue. Couldn't tell you that they the, work. The bamboo, the bamboo absorbs the stank. What's that called? The uh, you know that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Antimicrobial. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, this is like talking to me. <laughs> you know that thing, you know, the one. <laughs> yeah, I I got it. I at least I got it. Yeah, I appreciate it. It usually takes me a couple rounds of ADHDing around, and then oh. <laughs> Did you oh actually have God. ADHD? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Me too. Loud and proud. Well, okay. So that's, there's something we can bring up. Because, you know, I would have asked Captain Sandy this if she didn't fucking blow us off. But, um, <laughs> I read the book. And, but anyway, um, <laughs> did you buy the book? You bought the book. Hell yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, so you have ADHD. So how did you find, how do you study? How did you find the ability to focus enough to even get through like regular college before law school? So that blows my mind. Um, oh my God. Okay. So this is like kind of a crazy story. And I think it, it explains some of my issues with stimulants uh, later in life. Um, when I stopped riding horses uh, around my senior year of high school, I, I gained a ton of weight really, 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 really fast. And I had these other symptoms that were indicative of there actually being a problem. Um, so I got diagnosed with PCOS, which I, most people probably know what that is at this point. They didn't not, a lot of people didn't know about it back then, but, um, I just like could not lose the weight. So, um, somebody suggested I go to this weight loss doctor uh, and they put me on Phentermine to lose the weight quickly. Phentermine, you're supposed to be on, I think, for like six months at the most. I was on for two, three years. Oh, man. And it turns out that it's a very similar drug to like Adderall, uh, basically. And okay. when I came off of it, um, right before my senior year of college, that's when the self-medicating got really bad. And I didn't, I didn't realize for whatever reason I didn't put it together that that could have been the problem was that I was missing that thing that was, you know, kind of helping me and my ADHD that had been going unmedicated um, for years, even though people had always told me to get it checked. I didn't really believe it was a thing, so I didn't. Um, so once I had my first DUI, um, I was the first time suggested to me that maybe there was some self-medicating going on. And right before law school started, I went and I got checked and I was just like, okay, whatever, we'll see. And the 
got, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't one of those people trying to get Adderall or something like that. I answered everything honestly. And the doctor was like, you have severe ADHD. Have people been telling you this? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, for a very long time, but um, I didn't really think it was real. And he's like, no, it's real. So uh, then he hooked me up and um, now I, I'm pretty much, you know, taken care of it. It's, uh, I think in some ways it's like a blessing and a curse because mm -hmm. ADHD, like the inability to focus can sometimes lead to you having really creative ideas and thinking about things and processes that maybe a normal person wouldn't go down. Um, and when you focus in on something, you really, really focus in on it. However, it's also a pain in the ass for the obvious reasons. Yeah. Like having a regular conversation with someone that needs you to be fully present for more than 10 seconds. Or that procrastination my, has been like one of my biggest problems. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My wife. That's why you'll see me on Twitter being them. like, hey, I'm pulling an all nighter. And people are like, oh, no, why? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've had a month to do this one thing, but I literally couldn't get my brain to do it until it was the night before. So. Mm -hmm. Pretty positive. I have well, undiagnosed ADHD because like the creative waves are immense. And then the procrastination that follows is just as big. So there's... One of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, like you said, I, I, I get hyper creative at times, but it winds up turning into these two, three hour long conversations I have with my father, who lives on the other side of the country, who is just amazed at my ability to understand him as someone who grew up uh, with a, a giant stuttering problem. And, you know, being a black guy in the, uh, in the 50s and 60s wasn't too kind. Um, so, uh, you know, he's had his own, his own issues. But, like, I get a lot of my creativity from him. So he has an idea that I'm helping him with, with right now. And he needs help. And so, like, he basically asked me to be a partner for an after he's developing. And he's, he's in his 60s. Like, but, he's, awesome. but he's still in with technology and still staying up with it so i'm like trying to be the bridge for his when he hits a plateau when he hits a block and so i'm able to just open up doors that his mind can't his mind can't fathom and so the next time we talk again after a two or three hour long conversation it's like the next follow-up won't be for months at a time and it'll be radio silence it's because we're both cool being recluse and just being inside of our own thing and then we talk again and it's just fireworks it's crazy I mean, I, I don't want to diagnose you over the internet or anything, but you're preaching to the choir over here. That's yeah, yeah. no doubt. And it's, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stand out or anything. I'm just saying, you know, this is what I, I don't, I don't feel like I need to, to, to I don't need a pat on the back for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like, it's no, I mean, I think it's actually probably pretty common for people with ADHD to have, um, addictive personalities. Yeah. Uh, and search for like you know self-medicating and also just you know the way you get hyper-focused on whatever thing you're hyper-focused on at the moment can be similar to the way you want to keep going when you're partying beyond the past that right. like i always tell to people like people are always surprised that i quit drinking and they're like oh you you weren't an alcoholic and i'm like but you don't understand like the way you would just know that you've had enough and stop and like just enjoy mm -hmm. your time out i'm just 
trying to get the next drink, trying to get the next drink. Like there's no, it's time to stop for me. The time to stop is when you fall asleep. So, and that's something I, I feel like it's pretty common amongst people with ADHD. Yeah. I, we don't, I can't hear anything on my end. Oh, sorry. Some redneck just blew something up and I was just waiting for the dogs to. Oh. <sighs> Good old Zona. Living out here in the dessert has its benefits and throw and setbacks. Wait, you're in Arizona right now? Yeah. Why did I think you were in like Oklahoma? I don't know. Probably because I look like a piece of white trash or something. Probably because he looks no, like that's I swear. <laughs> you look like if, if I was at the terminal at an an airport and you flew home. Or you flew mm-hmm. in as a visitor, I would think you were coming home. Oklahoma Airport, for sure, dude. For sure. Yeah. And that's not an insult. That's just like demographic. Yeah, no, I'm I feel a, like uh... that was very clear to me that you lived in Oklahoma. <laughs> no, I've you, you I've been a She didn't know oh. you were Marine and you're living in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I'm like, this is my friend Jake. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had we're we've never had a bad word or conversation i think she's hilarious no but um oh i was gonna tell you no dad was that's something my dad brought up it's like we were like we were from illinois and like but we were raised like southern people i guess is the best way to describe that like um because his dad that that the whole howard side of the family's all from missouri and more south kind of thing you know, it's just how we how we fit in, and I definitely feel more comfortable at home in the South too. So I guess it makes sense. The South is great. I love. I really like the South. <laughs> I really. Enjoyed, I like that uh, I'm like skinny in the South. Oh. I, like the people, <laughs> I like the people eat in the south <laughs> i like people have good manners <laughs> i like sec football oh oh i hate the I don't. Cowboys. hey there you go i don't like sec football once football. upon a time there was once upon a time there was a team called the missouri tigers and they were not a part of the sec and then they said, we're going to go to the SEC. And everyone that was a fan of the Missouri Tigers said, no. And now they're dog shit. They're dog shit. Every year, so dog were shit. Were you a fan? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, so I've always had like lofty desires. Like I always wanted to go to Columbia and go to Mizzou. Just because I, like, I, I thought it would be cool to be the Missouri Tiger. And then... Um, uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was going to move back home and go to the go to the, the professional wrestling school out there and break into the wrestling business. And then, and then, and then, and then I was going to move to South Texas and work in the oil industry forever. No, that didn't work out. Then I was going to be a personal trainer forever. No, no, that didn't work out either. You know, like I've always... So what now about I'm just Mizzou, dope. though? That's such a random place. Well, because 
So the Missouri Tigers. Like when you said Columbia, I thought you meant Columbia, the Ivy League school. No, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, I got that. Home of the Missouri Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just random. Because you're not from well, Oklahoma. Are you from no, Missouri? I, no, I'm from Illinois, but all my grandpa's family, all of the Howards came from Missouri and more south. Like I have like, I have family history going back to the territory of Missouri. Yeah, so it's like all of all of my family is from like Missouri and down. It has been since white folk moved here, I guess. So I don't know. I just, I've always just felt more at home there and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Sorry, ADHD moment. Have you ever been somewhere where you're like, like, or you felt like I belong here, and there's like you've never been there before? Yeah. So when we were flying from. March Air Force Base into uh, we were flying over Ireland and we landed in the Dublin airport. And I remember we were flying over and I just saw the rolling hills and stuff. And I went, this is where I I'm from. This is where I live. You know, like there's something about just flying into Ireland and seeing it where I was like, my body was like, you should just stay here. Have you ever experienced anything like that? That makes sense to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like I was like that when I first went to Texas. Okay. Um, not like that when I went to London, although I did like London. Uh, but yeah, I don't have that connection with Europe. You filthy commie! But <laughs> I have felt that before. I, <laughs> I have a I have a feeling we'd be I'd be more on the McBurney side of the Irish. The guys that the the, the fire bombers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I like them. <laughs> you could shove your parliament right up your ass. Yeah, and, they seem cool. <laughs> they seem just real nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> just committing small acts of terror every once in a while. Yeah, I, the more good. I find out about the Irish over time, the more I'm like how was this not taught in school like why was i learning about ancient japan and not like what was just happening in ireland mm-hmm. it's just crazy the whole history of that island is wild wild yeah anywho we're devolving into nonsense oh no <laughs> well you're on a time hack ma'am i am you are that. Just shy of an hour. You it is past it? my bedtime. It is. And thank you so much for coming on. Yep. You're Where can welcome. folks find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Fletch Her Cox, and Instagram's the same. And I don't, I don't do anything else. So that's where you gotta find me. There you go. Or at any sort of libertarian Mises Caucus event in California, I will most likely be there. There you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Sober Swole Podcast. Wait. We're doing the For the Love of Fit segment. We're fi- I figured out a new outro. <laughs> Stay are. tuned for the For Love of Fit. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this?
or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go 